0: We are the Shy Guys and you're listening to Connecting to Host, a co-op and multiplayer gaming podcast and today we're talking about Styx Shard of Darkness, or Styx 2 as you might call it, because Styx returns in a new stealth adventure. You're going to explore and master huge open environments, sneak past or assassinate new enemies and bosses and experiment with a new array of lethal abilities and weapons in our Goblin Assassins arsenal. Now, This is a game that's developed by Cyanide Studios in France. Uh, and it costs about £35, €40 Euros or so, and is available on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Um, I think I got my copy for... No, no, I paid for it, didn't I? I bought it <laughs> bought it on yep. Steam, and then I got it in a Humble Bundle literally three days later as part of Humble <laughs> monthly. so my usual curse struck me. But what are we playing on? I'm playing on my gaming PC, as are you. I yes, indeed. Does it have cross-platform
1: play? I wouldn't have thought so. No, I'm pretty sure not. It's one of those things where generally if it's on Steam, apart from Rocket League, I don't think many games do yet. So, No, that's true. You just interact with it in the normal way. Anyway, tell us about the core game facts. Sure thing. So at its heart, Styx is a third-person stealth action game. So you kind of think Hitman with a little bit of Assassin's Creed going on in a fantasy setting. You play as Styx the Goblin. I think best described as being a rude little shitbag, <laughs> but he's uh, really fun wow. to play, and exactly the sort of per- like personality you would expect really from a killer and a thief. I mean, in most games, the main character is kind of, oh yes, hello, I'm just going to be a polite person and, go and kill people. No, this guy is what I would picture as a, a ruthless killer. And,
0: and it's a thief. it's nice that he's not mute like Agent Forty Seven mm. is. He's not like you're quiet stealthy hitman he's no. just he's just a little bastard really <laughs> <laughs> he's mouthing off all the time at you yeah. at other people whatever he doesn't care
1: but i like that really good character so um gameplay wise it's it feels quite assassin's creedy in the sense that you jump around climb things swing on ropes and then do all the kind of ledge grabbing mechanics but when it comes to the combat i mean you die super easy in the single player mode there is a Parry mechanic so you can prolong your life a little bit and then run away. But you don't, I don't think in either mode you actually have any offensive capability beyond a couple of single use items that you can use in an emergency. So um, you really do need to play on the stealth mechanic. Lots of sneaking, climbing, hitting in sort of hiding in dark corners, sitting in boxes and hoping that people don't open the box and find you when they're in alert mode. So um, the game itself. Starts off with a tutorial mission, which took us about an hour to complete. And then it's followed by nine main story missions. And each one of those is about an hour or two to complete. So you're probably looking at some of a probably around 15 hours of gameplay for the whole game. Um, each level presents four different challenges, which you can do to get a gold, silver, bronze or no medal. And that's dependent on how fast you finish the level, how many enemies you kill, the lower, the better, kind of a mercy mechanic. Uh, how many times you alert the guards, and how many of the special tokens, i.e. bits of treasure, that you find in the map. Now, I guess what sets us apart from some other games, that uh, not that there are any other <laughs> stealth action games in a fantasy setting like this, but um, you actually have a couple of powers, which are pretty interesting. You have a very short-lived
0: invisibility power, which we didn't use enough. We really no, should have. No, I suddenly remembered it about four bar. hours in, and I was like, oh. Well yeah, that'd be useful at this particular point <laughs> when I need to run up and stab someone in the face, because you can't just run up and stab someone in the face like Assassin's Creed. Like if they see you, uh-huh. you die instantly pretty much. Um, whereas if you sneak up behind them it's fine. But yeah, it lasts about two seconds, the invisibility.
1: Yeah, and you can upgrade that as you go, but to start with it's maybe two or three seconds, and then you have to hide in the corner and drink a potion to use it again. It doesn't even recharge with its own accord, you have to find an amber potion and drink it. But the other power you have is this clone ability. Where you can actually kind of cough up a clone of yourself (laughs) and then you can run around with this clone it has a limited lifetime so it might last for 30 seconds Uh, but the nice thing is if it gets spotted obviously and it might die Uh, so you lose half your health when you spit out the clone and if you kind of take it back in at the end of its life instead of it dying then you get that health back but if you run around and, and it gets killed then you don't actually die just the clone dies so that's that's kind of a cool mechanic very interesting and as you go through, you're gonna pick up and craft. So there's a bunch of items around the levels where you can you find materials and you can go to desks of which there are plenty in the levels to craft extra items. And you might pick up things like sand, which you can use to throw at a torch, which is a few feet away to put out the light. Some glass bottles, which you can throw as distractions. Bolts that you can build, which can basically give you a one shot kill on a bad guy. Uh, you hit them in the neck and then they fall over dead. But obviously the body then becomes a problem because they're a long way from you. Or you can get these canisters of acid which you can use to dissolve bodies. <laughs> so if you need to uh if you if you kill someone you absolutely need to get rid of the body before their mate comes, you can use the acid and run away. So uh
0: but yeah, I mean there's a big uh, big pile of acid in the floor and the smell yeah. <laughs> of rotting flesh is not a giveaway at all. <laughs> huh, the floor is steaming. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> it be, like, be like that early episode of Breaking Bad where they try and dissolve the body in the bath and it just comes straight through <laughs> all over the downstairs. It would be just like that, I imagine. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> all
0: right, well, I'll talk about some of the multiplayer-specific stuff and the game modes and so on. Um, so you've basically got two-player online co-op throughout the entirety of the regular campaign. Uh, so one player hosts and invites the second player to join them. Um, which is pretty cool, and I think you, you'll correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you both get the progress. It's not like yeah. you're a visitor in their game, and then if you go and play the game, you have to start from square one again. You literally unlock everything at the same rate, and your skills copy over, and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I guess you need to check that in single player on your own. But I'm
1: pretty, I mean, definitely the skills carry over, like the skill points you have earned, you will keep in your next run. But I'm almost certain but all the progress in the campaign will be there too. So if you were to pick it up now, because I hosted them when you were a client, I think if you played now, you'd be able to start on the next mission. I'm I'm pretty
0: sure that's true, because when I started it up today, before we played, I had like four save files, and it's like, well, I've not played it in single player mode, so... It must be. So that's really nice because there are not many co-op games that work that way. (coughs) Far cry. (laughs) So um, the way that the mechanic actually works is kind of interesting too. Because you think to yourself, okay, if I'm playing a game like Hitman or Assassin's Creed, if I have another person with me, well, that's, you know, it's two assassins now. So surely Mm -hmm. it's going to be far too easy. Do they just make the enemies have more health? Well, that's not going to make much sense (laughs) because the one hit kills anyway. Instead, what they do is, is very clever, and um, basically the second player has to spawn into the world by pressing the button on their controller or whatever, and then the first player vomits them up, <laughs> and then you are basically a goblin as well that looks exactly the same, but you're just blue instead of green. Um, but the per- the first person loses half their health to spawn you, so they literally split their health in two, and you get a piece each. So if you're at 80% health and you vomit the person up, you get 40% each. Um, which is it's kind of clever because the more... If one of you dies, you can respawn like 10 seconds later and just vomit them up again. But then mm-hmm. the health goes half again for both of you. So if John's been caught in a tight spot, he's been hit by a crossbow and he's got 20% health at the moment. When he spawns me, he's now got 10% health and I've only got 10% health. Uh, so you pretty much die instantly... Whenever you're confronted by anyone, like if someone throws a dart at you, maybe in single player you could take a few hits and keep running away. In this, you're just instantly dead. Um, You also lose the parry ability. So if you do have a head-on confrontation, you can't block it and then run away. Uh, You just die. You've Uh, just got to get out of
1: there as quick as you can.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which is, is good. I mean, it's annoying in one sense because sometimes creeping up on someone and then you just have to stab them in the back and then they turn around and they just smack you straight in the face and you're dead and it's like oh come on in Assassin's (laughs) Creed they'd be like ah, and then slap
1: them in the face yeah there's like a two second grace period in Assassin's Creed right or something maybe one second but in this there's nothing they're aware of you
0: but they have to reach to get their weapon yeah Whereas in this, it's just like, it's there, bang. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So one thing to note is that there are no mid-level saves in co-op mode either, but you do get that in single player. Uh, There are checkpoints for progress, uh, but you do have to finish a stage in one sitting, so you can't stop halfway through level one and just come back to it later on. Um, Also, if you both die... So if I died, and then I've not respawned yet, you have to wait 10 seconds, and then John dies, that's it. You die, and you go back to the most recent checkpoint, and then resume. And sometimes those checkpoints are quite far away. There were times yeah. when we'd intricately killed maybe five people on a path, and then we got caught by someone, and then we had to do it all over again, which was didn't happen enough to be a problem, but did happen. Yes. Um, I guess the fun thing to mention is skills. So you have a number of skills that you can earn um, by completing various bits in the missions, uh, be they uh, extra sort of quest lines um, or finding these uh, tokens and collectibles around the place will give you more points. At the end, you get a load of points, uh, and with those, you can go down various skill trees. So I went down the perception skill tree, which basically Mm. meant that... um, It has like an eagle vision mode, very much like Assassin's Creed. Uh, And when you enter that, you can see where people are. Uh, And by upgrading my ability, I could see from a lot further away and through walls and stuff because I could listen to footprints and things. Uh, You went for an aerial attack mode, didn't you, that didn't really work out?
1: Yeah, that was uh, one of the tracks, the first ability on that track. So each of the six tracks, I think, starts. is fairly linear sometimes they branch into two sub branches but yeah so i picked the aerial attack and i assumed i'd be able to kind of stand off the edge of a ledge and push x the jump and kill them what you actually have to do is initiate the jump and push the x mid jump which makes it fairly ooh, dodgy you know and then it's <laughs> also a very loud kill
0: especially with the uh, jumping in this game which yeah be, no doubt come to later uh but so i just, think the
1: no. so i was just going to say the really nice thing though which um came out the back of that as i felt like i'd bought the bad skill there i was like ah, oh, am a bit gutted that i bought that skill and used 160 skill points but then we've then you found out actually that you can actually respec so you can just push the button again on any skill you've bought at any point to unbuy it and put those points somewhere else which i, I think is great i mean yeah it's nice you can just play with different abilities you obviously have to be at either a certain station there are a lot fewer of these stations but there's kind of tables where you can respec your skills But that was really pleasant because I bought this skill and I was like, oh man, I've only got two skills at the moment and I wish I hadn't bought that one. And then I could unbuy it and buy a new one. So that was nice.
0: Nice There was um, one other thing, I guess, is the you can change your weapon and outfit. We never did Mm. because we just used the default ones and I don't think we unlocked any more.
1: We had had two others, like one other weapon and one other piece of armor, but they both had a fairly big disadvantage for not a big advantage. I guess it was more to make the game challenging. So I always like, you know what, I'm not that good yet, so I'm, I'm not, not
0: keen. But I'm guessing we'd unlock more through the game as we played, potentially. If we mm-hmm. played a bit further through, uh, we'd got some more of that. But uh, there's, there's quite a lot of variants, though. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. stuff to go at. Um, so that is sticks. So yeah. let's get into our likes and dislikes. John, kick us off with a like.
1: Yeah, I mean, we always take this from a co-op perspective, so I'll just kick off and talk a bit about the co-op. But I thought they, uh the way they'd done the co op mechanic was pretty innovative with the cloning and the losing of health and turning off of certain abilities. A lot of thought has obviously gone into balancing the co op and it hasn't just been tacked on in the end like like Far Cry 5. <laughs> um, and I thought that was really good. I, I really appreciated that. And I think we weren't the best at teamwork because we were kind of just enjoying running around and. Uh, exploring the level a little bit too much perhaps on our own but i could picture there being certain times when there were two guys standing by a door we both could have gone invisible ran up and shanked them <laughs> and taken yeah. them both down and done kills that were actually significantly harder on our own so i think if we'd uh maybe put a bit more thought into it we probably could have done a bit more teamwork but i i thought yeah just as a co-op experience it was smooth it worked we didn't have any bugs or problems with the co-op side of things no. quick to get going
0: and a good co-op experience lag free so, yeah it's absolutely fine online great work. good my first like is that there are so many different paths around the various areas so you can solve problems in your own way like maybe there'll be five different routes that you could take whether you go under little undercrofts or whether you go uh just straight through trying to hide from people or creep above the rafters so there were a huge number of paths but there's also lots of mechanics as well so you can do stuff in a very hitman style like cut a chandelier and it'll fall down and crash on people mm-hmm. or push a barrel full of acid that just happened to be <laughs> littered around the environment for no good reason. Um, or one of my favourites is if there's food or water nearby, you can just vomit on it and then if they eat it, they die instantly. <laughs> Which is, I loved uh, in, kind of um,
1: in the second level when you're just starting out,
0: there's two guys on the pier,
1: uh, not sure if they're on the pier, they're walking around the city anyway in there. They're talking and it's like, oh, did you did you hear about that guy the other day? Yeah, yeah, I uh, I heard about that. He ate some food that one of the goblins vomited into. Yeah, yeah, he got sick, real sick, and then he died. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny. you know. Like, obviously, yeah. it was reminding you the mechanic existed, but I thought it was kind of funny to It's a clever way of running. doing
0: it. It's, yeah. It it was good, but um, yes, yeah, so there's there's lots of different paths around, and in some ways it's good because imagine if we were two assassins and we were going to go in and we're like yeah we're going to get to the top of that tower i'll meet you up there right off we go mm. and we go separate ways and we don't know what's happening to the other one and you don't know if when the guards start running if it's because they've seen you or because they've seen the other guy and that's kind of cool but at the same time i think working together more closely probably would have been a little easier yeah, yeah i think so <laughs> we didn't do that it's quite quite difficult to explain where you were which I'll come to that later anyway. Uh, Anyway, on on with another like, John.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game is built with the Unreal Engine, and you can tell because it looks gorgeous.
0: And I don't just mean
1: that in a, ooh, the polygons are nice and the effects are good and the materials are pretty. I just mean the overall look and feel of the game is really nice. I mean, you can tell it's not a huge team. I think Cyanide's around 100 people, which sounds like a massive studio, but actually in in terms of AAA with competing with people like DICE or something, which are 500 or more. Um... The team isn't huge and I, I think cyanide might also have worked on uh, blood bowl too so I, I guess they do multiple games um so yeah but i mean i'm just saying i think the team isn't huge but it actually looks really nice and the art style is is very pretty i love the kind of this rickety wooden city sitting on top of a, a craggy swampy lake underneath so everything is kind of held up on these long wooden poles and it's just got a really nice feel to it
0: a lot of character to it, so yeah. I Lots like being of in nice, that world. nice little effects like depth of focus and blur mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff is present. And like literally, when we loaded it up the first time, we were like, "Wow, this looks way better than we were expecting." Like, <laughs> I was expecting something maybe not as low res as Human Fall Flat, but I wasn't expecting much better than that, to be honest. I was sort of thinking, you know, it's going to be fairly rough around the edges, uh, and it is in some ways. But visually, it's not like even when we started up hmm. again today after a week of not playing it, it loaded up like, oh wow, I've forgotten how good this looks. <laughs> this is a good-looking game, yeah. Uh, which is uh, it's good because as you say, I mean, it's uh, it's competing against some pretty serious triple A players, yeah. and uh, definitely holding its own. Uh, so my final like is that um, it gets something right that a lot of games try to do and fail at, uh, which is humor um and mm. it does have some genuinely funny moments and i think a lot of that is more because it was such a surprise like the <laughs> and the main part of it is obviously sticks himself is mm. this weird little goblin character who is not does not have the voice you would expect he's going to have <laughs> you expect he's going to be like your typical dungeons and dragons goblin voice yeah hello uh, i'm a goblin wonderful uh, <laughs> uh um but it isn't. It's more like... I always say it sounds like an Italian mafia boss. It's like <laughs> how he comes across. It's like a little... Um, the guy in Goodfellas, who is played mm. by the guy that's also... Uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah. It's who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Joe Pesci from Home Alone and Goodfellas. <laughs> Two very similar films. Uh, and so there's these weird bits. I mean, it's quite funny, just like we said, with the dialogue about the vomiting of the food that stuff and his interactions with people as they go on But if you die and you both die completely then you get this weird little animation where <laughs> this smoke appears and he looms out the fog and he basically just insults you he completely breaks yeah. the fourth wall and some of the times the things he says you're like did he just say that yeah <laughs> like one of the one of the times he's like uh, Oh if you if you let me die again, I'm gonna tell everyone what you did to that warm apple pie and then he just disappears again. I was like what? what? Um there was a great one, what was it? It's the I know I might be digitized, but I'm not yeah. stupid. And as he says digitized, he starts flashing like red, green, and blue and starts doing like a little <laughs> jerky robot move. It's so strange. But it was very endearing. It's kind of funny. Like when we first played it and they popped up, it's like, what are we playing? i
1: quite like that because i can see how um once you've seen them all a couple of times they might get a little bit tedious but it gets there uh, i mean you've died anyway and you're gonna to have to wait for the game to reload and it just adds a little bit of it softens the blow of dying and restarting yeah here's kind of like, a little tiny reward for dying which is kind of nice you know it's not enough to make you want to keep dying but it's like a little bit of a Hey,
0: he died, but don't worry. this softens the <laughs> There's blood. There's some humour for you. But so. it's also nice because it's not like um, Thimbleweed Park is a game that I always think about when I think about game humour. Because they tried too hard and it's mm-hmm. too much breaking of the fourth wall, too much knowing winks, too much of that stuff kills it for me. Whereas yeah. this is very clever because it doesn't happen anywhere else. It doesn't spoil the actual game. Yeah. If you never died, it would just be like playing something like Hitman or Assassin's Creed or whatever else. Yeah. Very seri- Not serious, but, you know, it's very straight. Uh, whereas when you get these little bits, it's just kind of funny just because you don't expect it. And it, uh, it, it works for those tiny snippets where it wouldn't work if it was in the main uh, life part of the game. Uh, anyway let's move on to our dislikes yeah so I only really had had one main
1: dislike of this game and uh, you're gonna touch a little bit on this on yours I think but I always praise games with a lot of variety and I felt that this one didn't have that much variety it doesn't the items and abilities to some degree but essentially and I I guess this is a a difficulty they have with the way that you sneak up on enemies and and one-shot them all from the back but all the enemies kind of felt the same in the first couple of levels you just see humans around later on you see some dwarves and some elves and fundamentally they walk around in a pattern and you've got to try and distract them sneak up behind them and kill them (laughs) you know so uh, there are some more monstrous enemies later on in the game which play out a little bit differently but for the most part you're going to be stabbing up people in in very much the same way i think the dwarves can kind of smell you so there's a little bit of a have like a better sense of smell so the invisibility power invisibility power is less effective against them but you know like tiny bits of variation but 90% of the game you're going to be getting around or killing the enemies in the same way
0: and I think that's also true of the environments. at least Mm. the few environments that we played were all very much the same which made it very difficult to communicate in terms of I'm in a room with all the same assets of the last three rooms we saw (laughs) Uh, but this one's got two living people in it it's so, like, oh, okay, well, I'm 50 meters away and I'm seeing the same... Like, I remember having a long conversation with you being like, go up the stairs, go down, I'm yeah, up yeah. the stairs. And it turned out you're in a completely different building. But, um, <laughs> very similar. Um, so that is, again, it's difficult with a small team to create a large amount of assets to have a huge amount of variation. Um, and it isn't a massive criticism. It's mm-hmm. just, it is quite samey. Um, I did like all of the different mechanics, like... The ways that you can kill people with environmental yeah. effects and stuff, but that's the same as you see in something like uh, Shadow of Mordor or Hitman. Um, there wasn't a huge amount of it, uh, but I agree with you that the enemies were very, very same. Yeah. Um, they were also a bit glitchy. Yes. <laughs> so it is a game that is, whilst visually very good, some of the AI is a little rough around the edges. So things like someone would be walking around in their usual pattern. And maybe someone else has seen you and is running after you, but they get stuck behind that person. Yeah. So they're just like right <laughs> up against them, just trying to squeeze past. But the other person has no idea they're there. And sometimes kind of... dialogues would happen and the people wouldn't even be looking at each other. They'd be like, one day yeah. looking out of a window, talking to someone that's at like the other side, looking out behind him. And it's like, they should have stood next to each other. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. It's just quite a few glitchy clippy bits
1: and we got to the end of one of the missions and we uh i was like haha here's the here's the thing we're trying to find and then it just cut to another sentence and just like what and then i realized they obviously missed a few sentences out because it went kind of from here's the reward to and then you'll do this right and you're like huh i've, I've missed something <laughs> <laughs> something's just gone uh but yeah it's a little glitchy but and i wouldn't say it was enough to ruin it But no, they were just, (laughs) you can tell a bit glitchy.
0: And this wasn't a glitch, but it was more of an annoyance with the controls, which I guess we should talk about. So jumping is a little bit, you're never quite sure when you jump, if you're going to grab onto something or whether you're going to (laughs) plummet to your death. Mm. Um, It has that whole like original Tomb Raider jumpy feel to it, like 90s Tomb Raider jumping. Like you want to go for that piece of rope, but you know, you could go, you know, 40 degrees (laughs) left of it yeah yeah but also and because the
1: whole game world is suspended above like a pit of death essentially kind of these buildings on on stands or you're on an airship or something where falling off means death not just lots of damage you're reluctant to meet you're like i, sh- I think i can jump that but nah i'll
0: just go and kill someone <laughs> and go the slow way around because if i miss it i'm dead yeah so. and also you had that interesting issue with the fight where you wanted to uh basically kill someone, and then take something off their body because they need a key. <laughs> but because you did it by the edge of the airship, you just kicked him off. Yeah. And then he fell with the item you needed. And so it's like, yep, you failed that side quest. It's like, oh That's unfortunate because I
1: was chasing him around for ages. And just as I got close enough, it had the kill button. And then like two seconds later, as I was just committing to doing it, it switched to the kick thing. So it did say kick, right? Oh, okay. But I'd already kind of mentally started the button pushing process before i realized it and then oh it's changed to something else i need, I need to kill him anyway so i'll keep pushing it and then it's like ah, oh, he changed to the word kick and there he goes with the key i needed good
0: <laughs> <laughs> in many ways though, that's kind of good that you can just yeah. screw up a side quest you can just kick him off he didn't leave the key yeah. as he fell which would be more usual in games mm-hmm. uh, okay let's let's move on to the comments you got any final comments on this game
1: yeah this was not not critical enough to be a dislike but and in some ways i kind of liked it maybe because i liked the old school stealth games like thief and things but um the ai was very much like uh "Ah, a body oh my god where are they and 10 seconds later ah well must have been the wind on the torches (laughs) back to my station exactly where i normally am and you're like I think if I saw a body, I'd probably investigate for more than 10 seconds before I went, ah, I'm sure they've gone. I mean, they've just left a trail of 30 dead bodies in their wake, but I'm sure I'm good.
0: <laughs> just go back to my door. It's the fact that the bodies just stay there. I'm trying to think, <laughs> what game is it? Oh, it's uh, it's Hitman, I think, mm-hmm. where when someone dies, people will come and take the body away. Like, and... <laughs> Because people will freak out about it. And so someone comes with like a little Ziploc bag and then carries them out. Um, is it Hitman? I could be getting it wrong. There's definitely a yeah, game where we... it does that, and its I love it because it's I love that. That's cool. a good way of not having the bodies hanging around. Oh, it is Hitman because in the Sapienza level, there's even a mechanic where you can kill someone because you know they'll go to the morgue <laughs> and then you can pickpocket them. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, so I think um, my last comment was... Um, Again, not really a like or dislikes. we had a way around it, which was Skype. But um, there is no in-game comms. So you will have to use... Well, I guess that's kind of unfair, though, because if we were playing it on Steam, we probably would have used Steam chat. Because you can chat yeah, but Steam.
1: I think the reason why it's worth mentioning is a comment because you, when you invite a player, you can either invite your friend in a private game or you can just open it up to the public and have a random come in. Now, if a random came in... <sighs> yes you kind of want to work as a team in this game and if you can't talk that is going to be problematic
0: <laughs> yeah i guess you'd have to invite them and then say yeah let's be friends on steam yeah be friends I on xbox so. or ps4 or whatever so, it might be and talk yeah. that way um yes yeah, so i mean very much like a way out really in that sense mm. did a way i have chat i can't remember know it did it did right because we had to turn it off because it didn't work right. as well as skype was, but at least it had it in the game that so. was a poor example <laughs> I'll, I'll shut up and just say that there's no in-game comms so you'll need to use yeah. your own platform specific ones uh, so in conclusion we always ask two questions would we play it again would we recommend it John I I think I will keep playing it in single player I'm not sure if we'll
1: keep playing it in, in co-op but that that comes down to the usual problem we have of big back local games and right. I think I'm slightly more keen on the co-op stuff than you are you a bit like yeah it's good but I'm done whereas I was I'm like I like it I I too I'm not going to push too hard for it but I I will play it again I'll probably do a few more a few more of the stages in single player would I recommend it I think so yes I mean it's um it's not a cheap game but if it's on sale it's definitely worth it um there are no other stealth action co-op games to this like the full hitman caliber and this is pretty much there and i think it's really cool to have this sort of gaming co-op yeah so
0: so i I agree with that i i didn't love the co-op aspect of it just because i felt like it would be better in single player but Mm. that's just my personal preference because i like playing hitman which is obviously a single player game but it's nice to see it but also more importantly i love seeing this genre of game the standard sneaky creepy assassiny thing but in a fantasy setting, like a proper... Mm. Di- it's not, I mean, you could argue something like Dishonored, maybe, but that's... It's not a traditional fantasy setting, which is uh, definitely what this is. Um, and it's it's good for it. I think it's a, a good game. Looks great. Um, I would also play it again, but probably in single player, just because yeah. for us... I I guess maybe in local it would work well. Yeah, if you're in the yeah. same room, that might be easier, or split screening, because you can actually see what the other person's doing. That might work too. needs a little um, mini-map, even if it just shows you where the other person is and nothing else. Yeah, it has like that weird range indicator, doesn't it? Which doesn't mm, really yeah. help, because you have to be looking directly at it in the right direction to see where you are. Uh, but I'm rambling. The point is, uh, would I recommend it? I probably would, if it's the sort of game that would appeal to you. Like If you like a stealth game, go pick it up. You will enjoy it in single player. And if you've got a friend who also owns it and want to try and co op, you, know, you might love it. And uh, we enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah, it was a happy few hours that we played on it. Uh, so yeah, definitely recommend it. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. You can go to connectingtohost.co.uk to look at some other podcast episodes where we've done uh, Skyforce Reloaded, A Way Out, Sea of Thieves, We Were Here Too. A whole host of games, I think we've got maybe 45 up there now, 46, around, something like that. Around that, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also go to shyguys.io where you can see game reviews, our Let's Play YouTube series where we're doing some more mods type stuff. Uh, you can also see the weekly gaming update which uh, has all your gaming news and game releases over the past weeks. So it's a great way of keeping up to date with what's happening in the industry. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitch we're there now so if you go to yeah. IO, you'll find links through to the various Twitch profiles where we sometimes stream co-op games together uh, in fact we were streaming sticks so if you go yeah. on there you'll be able to actually see us playing for two hours or so um, and get a real feel for some of the gameplay uh, by seeing us as we experienced it Uh, You can also go to Twitter at CTHCast if you want to tell us any other games you want us to play. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a friendly iTunes review. We love getting some good feedback. Uh, Or likewise, you can message us at CTHCast on Twitter. Tell us what you think. But thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.